Welcome to People Who Perform, the Real Estate Careers Podcast. Each episode will bring you conversations from business leaders and up and coming stars in the commercial real estate industry in Canada. Our guests will share their unique career journeys, passions, and advice on what it takes to be successful in this industry. This podcast is brought to you by Highview Partners, connecting people who perform in Canadian real estate. I'm your host, Richard Costello, and today I'm pleased to introduce Daniel Bromfman. Daniel is currently a leasing representative with Candorel, responsible for leasing a portfolio of 12 office and retail properties covering over 3 million square feet across the GTA. Prior to Candorel, Daniel started his real estate career working for CBRE in their sales trainee program before moving into corporate services, assisting leading organizations with their real estate needs. Daniel has a degree in international economics and finance from Ryerson and is a designated broker of record in Ontario. Known for his excellence in customer service and ability to get deals done even during a global pandemic, Daniel is an up-and-coming star in the real estate industry. Daniel, it's great to meet you. Richard, thanks for having me. As you can tell from the chinking of cups on saucers in the background, I'm meeting Daniel today at my favorite virtual coffee shop. So Daniel, what can I get you to drink? You know, I'm not the biggest coffee connoisseur, but as long as it's strong, like a Starbucks blonde roast, I'm happy. Give me a couple Splendas and a little bit of milk in there, and there we go. A blonde roast with a couple of Splendas coming right up. Okay, so I mentioned in the intro, Daniel, you started your real estate career at CBRE, and it's a fairly common first step for many aspiring real estate professionals to begin their careers in real estate brokerage at one of the big firms. But what was your particular experience? So my experience working in brokerage might not have been the typical experience working in brokerage. Coming out of their sales trainee program at CBRE, I interviewed with a few different teams, and one of them was the corporate services team, and they worked with some of the biggest corporate clients in North America and in Canada. And really what they do is transact for those large corporations and do their transactions across Canada or across North America. That team pumps out over 300 transactions a year. And as opposed to a typical broker who's going out, showing properties, speaking with clients on a regular basis, we were focused on transactions. So finishing up leases, amendments, extensions, you name it, that team was doing it. So it wasn't the typical brokerage experience, but I definitely learned a lot. What would you say were the biggest takeaways? The biggest takeaways were working with some of the largest organizations in the world. So, for example, TD Bank, I worked very closely with them and worked on their real estate across Canada. It was also a great opportunity to actually come out pretty green and dive into these sophisticated leases, these sophisticated amendments, and really an opportunity to learn the industry fresh out of the gate. And you're with Candorel now. So in case any of our listeners are unfamiliar, can you give us a high level overview of, uh, of the business? For sure. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Candorel, Candorel stands for Canadian Developers of Real Estate. So we are owners, developers, managers of real estate, and we're the only privately owned 
owners, managers, and developers of real estate that operate nationally across Canada and all of the major markets. So that's something that helps distinguish us a little bit. And what have you found to be the main differences working for a landlord? The main difference is for sure, you become a lot more familiar with the properties you are responsible for, as opposed to being working on leases and amendments across Canada and even across North America for some of our clients. I'm focused on these 12 buildings and these 12 markets, and I've become an expert in these buildings, these markets, become very familiar with the agents, the tenants. So it's that familiarity, I'd say, is the biggest difference as opposed to doing one transaction and moving on to the next one. Right. Okay. And what about a typical working week as a leasing representative? What does that look like? Well, it looks very different in a post-pandemic world than it did uh, a few months ago. Um, So a few months ago, um, a typical day, I'd say, is that there really isn't a typical day. Um, You're touring, you're speaking on the phone to different agents, you are working with um, the internal people at Candorel, trying to coordinate different leases, trying to coordinate different projects. So the one consistent thing is that there's uh, no typical day (laughs) as a leasing representative. And when you say you're talking to different agents, these are these are tenant representatives. These are tenant representatives. Yes, exactly. Getting a feel for the market, seeing what their tenants are doing, touching base with the agents for tenants that are in our buildings, touching base with the tenants that are in our buildings. It's um, there's a lot of relationship maintenance in this in this role for sure. And I guess, how do you go about developing those relationships with the different brokers out there? Just picking up the phone, chatting for a little bit, getting them out for, and this again is in a pre-pandemic world, getting them out for a coffee, a lunch, a beer after work, just putting a face to the name, which uh, Zoom has helped with that in the post-pandemic world, but really getting out and having face-to-face interactions is the basis of establishing those relationships and then doing good work and getting deals done. There's nothing like uh, a relationship builder than getting deals done. So So how how would you say life has changed for you uh, during the last couple of months? So for sure in the last couple of months, life has changed. I'm talking to you out of my home office right now as opposed to being out of our Candarell office. A lot more Zoom meetings. And I'd say for the first bit there when the coronavirus took off, Tenants, Candorel, everyone was trying to figure out what they were doing. So other than speaking with people and having certain touch points, um, everything I had been working on kind of came to a sudden halt. And it's good to see that over the last month or so, things have started to pick up in Toronto and for sure across Canada. Toronto's lagging behind a little bit, actually. But things have started to open up. These deals have started to resurface, ones that I was working on before. I actually just completed a brand new lease in the pandemic, my first one. So pat on the back to myself. A huge pat on the back. I think that's excellent work and encouraging to hear that things are starting to move along. So Daniel, what would you say is the best thing about your job? So there's a couple best things about my new job and I've been with Candorel since August and have thoroughly enjoyed my time there. I'd say getting out 
meeting new agents and new um, representative from the tenants that are in our buildings has been one of the best parts of my job. Um, I have met agents and tenant representatives, like I said, that I've established relationships and know that we'll be we'll keep in touch, we'll be friends for the foreseeable future. Um, so to be able to establish those new relationships has been a really rewarding part of my job. And then the other part that I would say is um, my direct bosses have been really invested in my personal growth at the company. They have spent a lot of time with me um, transitioning from the brokerage side to the landlord side and just how a typical deal on the landlord side works. It's definitely different and they have made the transition a lot smoother. And what about the most challenging parts of your of your job? What would you say they are? I'd say the most pa- challenging part of my job is pulling different people from different departments in together. So for one lease deal, I can be talking to as many different people from construction, both within Canderell and a third-party contractor, property management, the city, the tenant, lawyers, the tenant agents. So right there, I've listed off six different parties, and I'm sure there's more I've missed out. But pulling all of them in, staying on top of them as the touch point for all of them, and making sure that everything is coordinated and on track has been, for sure, the most challenging part. Coming from CBRE, I was really worried about my transaction and what I had to do to get my transaction done. Now it's a lot of pulling and coordinating. And what skills do you think are most important in order order to be a successful leasing manager? So some skills I've had to work on and I think are really important to our organization. Um, my inbox on my Outlook is extremely organized by building, by prospective tenants, tenants, and then each tenant in there. And it just makes keeping track of my daily life a lot easier. So I'd say organization is a big thing with 12 buildings. Um, You're speaking to tenants about renewals, about new leases, you're speaking to prospects. And with over 3 million square feet that I'm looking after, um, there's constantly different people that I'm trying to keep track of. Um, And along those lines, I'd say work ethic is also extremely important. Uh, Nothing can slip through the cracks. If it does, it falls on you. And if you're the reason deals aren't getting done, uh, you're not going to be a leasing representative much longer. So Mm. I definitely say um, work ethic is important. And then being personable, being able to relate to someone and seeing where they're coming from and also making sure that they see the position you're coming from and not just coming down with an iron fist, but really working with people and negotiating with them and making it a true negotiation and not just, um, yeah, I'd say those are three very important skills. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. What's your proudest professional accomplishment so far then, Daniel? So, so far, I'd have to say my proudest professional accomplishment is actually getting hired by Candorel and then a couple months thereafter being promoted to the broker of record for Candorel in Ontario. Um, I was interviewing with Candorel for about six or seven months, and I wasn't really speaking to many other groups. I saw this opportunity and was very interested in it. So I was pushing 
hard. And uh, my my boss, Mike Vilner, could probably tell you I was following up pretty frequently with them. And once it finally came through, that was a great feeling. And then to be promoted to the broker record after being there for a couple of months was also very rewarding for sure. And what does the broker of record mean? So the broker of record is a signing authority um, with the brokerage. And I'm responsible for maintaining the brokerage's status, which also involves um, all employee um, terminations, hirings, um, their renewal of their application. Um, So there's a few different aspects that are involved with the broker of record. And it's been a new experience for me, but uh, speaking to a lot of different people from across our organization that I probably wouldn't have been speaking to otherwise. So grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, good for you. For anyone starting out in the industry, finding the right mentor can be invaluable. Who's been your go-to person for professional advice and how have they helped you? So like I mentioned earlier, the most challenging part of my job so far has been pulling in and working with a bunch of different um, business units. Um, Two people who have been instrumental helping me out with that have been Michael Vilner and Richard Diamond. Um, They are both, Michael Vilner is the national lead for leasing across Canada um, with Candorel. Richard Diamond is a senior vice president. He started up Candorel in Toronto back in the 80s. Uh, Candorel's head office is out of Montreal. So he was the first one to come over from Candorel from Montreal. Still very involved with the company. And they're always open for any type of a question I have, whether it's dealing with the city and asking for zoning information and advice, whether it is just tying a deal together. Um, They're always there. They're really responsive. They've been a great help in helping me progress in my career, for sure. Two solid people to to have in your corner. Two solid people, for sure. Looking forward, what career goals have you set for yourself? So looking forward in the next five or 10 years, I would like to get more involved in the development side of what Candorel is doing, as leasing and development tend to go hand in hand. A lot of agents in the market, they have invaluable information that can lead to a prime development site. I've already been able to bring forward a couple of those opportunities um, to Mike and Richard, Um, but I haven't had the experience or just the capacity right now to work on those development opportunities a little bit further. So that's something I'd like to get more involved in for sure. Okay. Well, what advice would you have for anyone starting out in the industry? So for anyone starting out in the industry, whether you're thinking of getting started out in the industry, whether you're just getting started out in the industry, one thing I had heard a lot um, when I was in the interview stage is that they want experience. And I remember feeling, how do I get experience before having my first job? And while I was in university, I, I knew that university clubs, so like a politician club or something along those lines. Um, They weren't necessarily for me, but I did want to do something that would help me stand out from the competition. So part-time while I was in university, I also worked as a teller or customer service representative at CIBC, where I did earn an award of excellence for top sales performance. So when I was interviewing with CBRE, that was something that really helped me stand out above 
my competition and they noted that in my interview. And even when I was um, interviewing for that teller position, uh, when I was in high school and early university, I was very interested in finance, which is why I was in economics and finance and earned my Canadian securities course and conduct and practices handbook, which if you get those two, you are qualified to be an IA, an investment advisor. So when I was interviewing at the bank, they saw, okay, this guy's clearly interested in finance. Um, let's give him a shot. And it worked out for both of us because that gave me the experience I needed to start my career in real estate. And it gave them someone who got top level for performance, who was clearly interested in finance. So yeah, I, I would say there's always a way to get some type of experience to make yourself the best candidate you can be and to really dive in and do it. I think that's great advice. And it's a question I get asked a lot when candidates apply to roles that perhaps they don't necessarily have the direct experience in. And it can feel like a chicken and egg scenario. How do I get the experience if I'm not given the opportunity? And your suggestion of leveraging your transferable skills is really true. And if you can demonstrate that you have excelled at something in the past, then perhaps those qualities will be recognized during an interview process. It's not always easy. I will say that, but it will help to set you apart. Okay, so getting to know you a little bit here, Daniel, what's a passion of yours that you might rarely share with people at work? Rarely shared with people at work. So they all know, most of them know, I have a bad knee. I've had five knee surgeries, but something they might not know is that I do competitive and I'm competitive with myself, um, swimming. And I, I try to time myself, beat my times, try to do different strokes and beat my times. Uh, just with having five knee surgeries, swimming is one of the only activities I can do anymore. So that, that might be something people don't know about me. All right. Well, let's have some quick fire questions. Here's five, five quick questions for you. So number one, what book are you currently reading? Two books. Um, first one is called The Agony and the Ecstasy. It's a fictional biography of Michelangelo um, about the Renaissance time in Italy when the church and the Medici family were kind of all powerful. That's a really, really interesting book. I'm just not even 100 pages into it yet, though. And the second book I'm reading is I'm chuckling because it's The Game of Thrones, the fifth book in the series. Uh, okay. After watching that that series, I, I decided to start reading the books. So, yeah, you did it the the other the opposite way I around. Did it the opposite way. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number two. What recent purchase up to one hundred dollars has improved your life? On Amazon, I ordered a thirteen-in-one push-up board. So it it does push-ups. You can get different areas for your chest, for your back, for your triceps. And I actually noticed it's helped a lot and I love it. I highly recommend. <laughs> cool. That's a good tip. All right. Number three, what's your favorite Toronto restaurant? Hard to narrow it down to one. I'm going to give you three. Um, <laughs> Buka, Bar Isabel. And then if you actually had a gun to my head and made me choose one, I'd probably say Yamato, which is a teppanyaki style restaurant in Yorkville. I have been going there with my family for birthdays for pretty much my whole life. They've got the best fried rice I've ever had. 
highly recommend that too. <laughs> nice. Favorite TV show? I don't know if I have one favorite TV show, but what I'm watching right now, which I would say is one of my favorite TV shows I've ever seen, is called Fauda. It's a series on Netflix about an IDF military unit, and that's the Israeli Defense Forces, um, a top secret unit within the IDF that goes on crazy missions into Gaza, into Lebanon. It's it's wild. I'm on the edge of my seat during the entire mm. episode for those. Yeah, I've heard of that one too. I haven't got around to watching it yet, but it's, uh, yeah. it's on, on the list. It's really good. Okay, and finally, last one. If you had a spirit animal, what would it be and why? Spirit animal. Um, I would have to say a bear. And there's a couple reasons for a bear. Uh, bears are fiercely loyal to their cubs um, and to those they care about. I think I am also. For a bear, they rise strongest and tallest when they're in backed into a corner and in a moment of trial and tribulation. I think that's also when I stand tallest is when things are little bit difficult, I come to the table and stand tallest. Cool. I like that. Good answer. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks very much, Daniel. Nice to chat to you. And uh, thanks for your, for your story and your advice. Thanks for having me on, Richard. Thank you for listening to People Who Perform, the real estate careers podcast brought to you by Highview Partners, a talent search and recruitment firm focused exclusively on Canadian real estate. If your real estate team is looking to find the best next hire, or if you're ready to make the best next move in your career, then reach out to Highview Partners today. Follow us on LinkedIn and visit us at highviewpartners.ca.